Hey friends, welcome to the Thrive Like a Parent podcast. You know those parents who look like they've got it all together? Yep, that's not me. I'm Dr. Brooke Weinstein, mom, widow, and neuroscience expert on all things sensory and emotional regulation. Yep, that's right. I'm here to get down and dirty on the truth behind parenting, education, burnout, neuroscience, widowhood, and the shit show we call life. So come join me for conversations with thought leaders, doctors, and women just like you who aren't afraid to speak the truth and help you find that silver lining between the to-do lists, shit shows, and chaos of parenthood. If you are craving the answers to finally find that sweet spot between chaos and calm, pull up a seat and listen in as I take you from burnt out and surviving to finally thriving. Well, hello, and welcome to another episode of Thrive Like a Parent podcast. I am so excited today because we are going to talk about parenthood and doing all the things, being the yes parent, trying to say yes to it all, doing it all, and feeling just completely spent in the process. And it's not just me today. I am so excited to have Maria Gonzalez, who is one of my support moms, she supports some of the other women that I work with here today. And you're not going to only get an inside look into what it's been like for me to start saying no and show up for myself and not be the people pleaser that I feel that I used to be, but you're also going to get to hear from Maria and hear her story as well. And kind of get to hear from both of us of what it's been like to step away from constantly do, 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 doing, and start finally enjoying our life in a completely different way than you would ever expect. So without further ado, Maria, thank you so much for joining and welcome. Thank you. I am so happy to be here and excited to share and have this conversation with you. Yeah, I'm super excited. This is something that I would say means a lot to both of us. And you know, throughout the course of having you in my life through you did the Thrive program and then worked with me in a capacity similarly one-on-one. And then now you support other women into doing the same because I've seen such an incredible transformation within you. It has been a journey for us. And so I would love for you to first and foremost, just start sharing with our audience a little about yourself, who you are, your kiddos, all the different things so that they can start to feel a connection to you and get to know you a little bit. Absolutely. So I, um, I'm a doctor of physical therapy and I stepped away from my physical therapy career to become a mom. And I think along that process, I began sort of taking on a lot more, um, part of me felt a little bit insecure about leaving the workforce and I felt insecure about leaving the workforce and, just started to ramp up my duties at home, what I thought I had to do at home. Um, I've always been a doer, a go-getter, running a mile a minute constantly in my life and stopping and taking a pause to stay at home and leave my career. I I just felt like I had to keep doing something. And so I became a yes mom. I became a mom who took everything on. I took on activities. I took on um, play dates and, you know, all the things. Um, So I think what brought me to you is that I 
was burnt out. I didn't even know I was burnt out. I just knew I, something was just terribly wrong. You know, it wasn't the motherhood experience that I was hoping for or that I had dreamt of or whatever it was. I didn't know what fight or flight exactly was, but I was probably in fight or flight all day, every day for many years. And so um, my husband found you on Instagram and said, I think it would really benefit you to follow this lady. And so I started following you and I said, oh my gosh, like everything that she has to say is yes. Like, yes, I agree a hundred percent. The other thing is that, you know, one of my children is highly sensitive and day-to-day life with his needs and supporting his needs, uh, I didn't really know how to do. And so also tapping into understanding him and learning how to support him uh, was really important. So I think both of those two things combined made me sign up for the Thrive Like a Mother program, which blew my mind. Um, I did that a year ago, and I decided that I needed to stay longer and work longer with you. And, um, you know, I completed about a year before I felt like I had the tools that I needed and I knew what I needed to do to move forward. And that didn't mean that like I nailed it, you know, even half the time, it just, Mm -hmm. I just knew that I had the tools that I needed to, to get through life in the way that I wanted to. Yeah, absolutely. And thank you for sharing. Um, I do believe that we as moms don't recognize and parents, um, that we're in fight or flight. We don't recognize that we are living in survival mode. We don't recognize really how burnt out we are. We think that, you know, I say this a lot first comes love, then comes marriage, then comes baby in the baby carriage. And like, ah, it's just supposed to be like all happy and cheerful. And no matter what course you take, no matter what books you read and what to expect and all the things you're like, holy shit, what the hell is this? Right. And I was very similar to you while I actually stepped into parenthood as a working mom, I didn't see myself as a fully working mom. And I had a effing like brick and mortar business. I was like, oh, but yeah, like I'm just going to do all the things. So like I squeezed in the play dates and I squeezed in the mom's night out and I squeezed in the date nights with Jonathan and I squeezed in, I don't know, the 10,000 books at night or burping my baby for 30 minutes so that he wouldn't, you know, vomit all over the place. What I just got him to drink down. Like, I think that as parents, we just jump in action and we're like, oh yeah, this is going to be great. This is going to be easy. And we just do, we do, 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 do without a lick of a moment to even say, but how is this affecting my brain and my body? How is this affecting my life, my mental health? And how is this impacting my enjoyment and my quality of life? Mm-hmm. We literally don't take a moment to have that, like ask ourselves that question or even like have that thought. And right. I would love for you to kind of jump in and say like, why? Like, why do you think as parents, we feel we need to do it all? You know, I don't know if it's the pressure from society's expectations of what a mom should be, what a mom should take on. I don't know if it's, um, you know, passing down from our parents. My mom did it all. She did it all Mm -hmm. too. And so that's my model that I kind of grew up with. And 
through this program and through work with you, it re- it made me realize that like, I am their model now. And so mm-hmm. what I am showing to them is what they're going to expect from themselves or from their partners in life. And so, um, you know, but there's also this, you don't, this feeling like you don't want to disappoint anybody. You don't want to disappoint your kids. You don't want to disappoint the parents club or the teachers or the, you know, the, the other parents who've asked you for a play date or a birthday party, whatever it may be. And so you just say yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, for sure, when Charlie first started school, I was like, yes, I'll be the room parent. Yes. I'll be on the committee. Yes. I'll come help you for the turkey day lunch. Like, yes, I'll do like, I literally was just like, "Mm -hmm, yep, mm -hmm, yep, yep. And I probably didn't even know if legit it would fit in my schedule. I literally just kept saying yes. Yes, And we we do it. And then have you ever been in the meeting or doing something where you're like, I don't want to be here right now. I really wish I was like working out right now. But like somehow you swindled your own self into getting there. Yeah. Or you just like volunteered yourself for a position Mm -hmm. that they didn't necessarily think they needed. You know, like there's just this pressure to be a part of everything. And there's also the joy that you see on your children's faces when they see you in the classroom. So it is sort of the gratification of also spending that extra time with your children. But it's a slippery slope because, yeah. you know, if if you are the yes mom, then everyone knows you're the yes mom. And then it just keeps spiraling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they, they think, well, you're just going to do it. Like, of course, you'll say yes, right? One of the first times I ever said, no, I was in the car. Someone called me and they were like, we really think you'd be great leader for the sport or whatever it was. And I was like ripping the phone and I was like, (laughs) I'm so flattered. Like, thank you. And it is, I think it's something within us, um, self-worth wise, which we were talking about earlier before we hopped on and doing this, there's something within us that gives us self-worth to be like, I can do it all. Like I can't like, yeah, like, oh my gosh, that felt so good to be asked. And I went home that night and I told Jonathan, I was like, Jonathan, I said, no. And he's like, you did what? Huh? And I was like, yeah, like, I can't believe it. I said no. And he was like, damn, I'm really proud of you. Like, it was like a legit conversation because I do feel we work so damn hard to almost show and demonstrate that we can have it all together and we can do it all. And we can be the badass of motherhood and working parent. And I mean, for me, working parent, badass mom, Nikki mom, like everything. Right. And we just, once we start saying yes, we can't stop. Yeah. And I never understood why I was that parent that never had showered or had makeup on or whatever it may be in the carpool line. I was strolling in, like, look like I had just rolled out of bed. And I see these moms that just, you know, seem to have it it all together, seem to have Mm -hmm. it all together. So there's that pressure or that desire to maybe look like you have it all together. So Mm -hmm. look like Mm -hmm. you can be at every event and, and not have it phase you. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there's, there's a pressure that you put on yourself to Mm -hmm. perform. I also think somehow within our day and age, and we talk about this a lot, but like in the course and with all of our moms, but somehow we've gotten to the point where it's like, we have taught our brains and just expected ourselves to be able to keep up and it's not keep up with the Joneses, but almost like keep up with the pace at which the world and society is now functioning. And I use 
kind of this example of like a hamster wheel, you know, how they just like run and run and run and run in those circles. It's like our parents did not, yes, they did it all, but they didn't grow up requiring so much. All the constant text messages or the emails from work or the extra deadlines, like we're all just like living at warp speed and we are all trying to stay in the rat race and keep up. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, now I would love to ask you, do you think it's doable for us as parents to do it all and still find happiness, peace, calm, joy? Like, do you think that that's actually doable? I don't. I don't think it's doable at all. I think that something has to give. Mm -hmm. And what ends up giving is your mental health, your sanity, your ability to take care of yourself, to fill your cup, to be the lifeline for your family. It has to take a toll. And spiraling down from that is the, your relationship with your family, your relationship with your partner. Um, you know, resentment builds this fatigue, you know, all that stuff, just you can't possibly do it all and mm -hmm. take care of you. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I just, I just don't think it's humanly possible. Yeah, I think we try and prove it to ourselves. And the proving it is like the hamster wheel, the rat race, and we are over functioning as a society. And while this particular episode is not about widowhood and, and Jonathan, but it is for sure, you know, mental health. And I saw him spir spiraling down, trying to do it all. And I almost over function, trying to pick up the pieces to be like, I know you need to rest. Like, I know you can't always be over functioning because he just simply needed to be able to support his brain and rest. But I think for us as parents, we just keep going. And like you said earlier, we just like the, we just keep smiling. Hey, I'm like trying. I mean, my hair is always on top of my head, but like we try to present as like well-functioning, you know, humans in society and doing all the different things. But a lot is different in the four walls of your home. And like you said, the resentment and frustration and struggling, it just, it like breeds and it soaks into our surroundings and it doesn't make for happiness. Like, yeah. I know you were living somewhat like that, right? Would you say that looking back now that I'll call you a reformed yes, mom, <laughs> um, you may not have even recognized it, like you said, when you were in it, but like, were you happy? Like, were you enjoying your actual life? No, absolutely not. I was super unhappy and miserable, stressed out, um, not understanding where this dream of mm -hmm. being a mom and being happy, a happy mom and a happy stay at home mom. And, you know, whatever it may be, like, I, I couldn't understand what was wrong. Mm -hmm. And so the ability to take things off my plate and at the same time tend to myself and tend to my emotional health and physical health and nutritional health and whatever it may be allowed me to kind of come back to baseline more often. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I, 
I think that's pretty brave of you to just like openly say, no, I wasn't happy because that's not so easy to do when, I mean, you know how, like you and I both say, like we used to say yes to everything because we almost wanted to prove or be able to show that we could do it or live up to expectations. Or, I mean, same as my mom, like my mom was a, she is a baller, not was like she freaking did it all. And she still does it all with like the, the, cute little antique china crystal and like all the different things like she'll put put on a party like no other and I'm like all right everything's spotless so that's what I need to make it but to be able to say publicly or to be able to to say to whoever's listening like no no I was doing these things but that doesn't necessarily mean that I was happy it's it's kind of like holy shit like what do you mean you were like what like are you allowed to admit that? Like, that's not so easy. It's not at all. And to be just calm, cool, and collect about it, to be like, yeah, nope, nope, that didn't, that was not working for me. Like, that's pretty baller. Yeah, it's it's definitely um, uncomfortable, or it was uncomfortable uh, early yeah. on working through Thrive and, and um, you know, more in a one-on-one setting. It's There's a lot of discomfort in owning and understanding all the things, all the emotions and yeah, yeah, being able to say no, or being able to recognize that saying yes all the time was not giving me the opportunity to be the mom that I wanted to be. Uh, I was so stretched thin. I didn't even know what the other side was like. I, I was just in this routine of, of course, I have to say yes. Of course, I have to do this. Of course, I need to go. And and with three kids, that's a lot of class events and friends and activities. And, you know, so it's hard. It's hard to break that cycle. Mm-hmm. What do you think was finally like the straw that broke the camel's back? Or what do you think finally allowed you to fi- like finally be like, I can't like I've got to wave the white flag like, what do you think that thing was for you? Like, what did it? I think through the program, I really started to understand the zones of regulation and understand what it meant to be in the yellow or in the red, which is probably where I was the majority of, you know, the time. And then conversely, starting to have moments of being in the green and seeing what that felt like and really going after that feeling, really wanting that feeling more often. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and also getting to that point where we talk about owning your voice, um, how powerful that feels to, you know, really just say, yeah, like my needs and my my voice is important and I need to be able to express what I need for me and how I can maintain, you know, more green moments. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I absolutely agree with you. I think like you were saying earlier that like you did not recognize that you were burnt out. You didn't recognize that you were living in fight or flight. You didn't really even know what that quite felt like because we were just doing right. I've said that a lot. So far, like we were, we just keep going, we just do it. But then when you start to put a name to it and be like, Oh my gosh, like that, that's green. Like that feels good. It's like, I want more of that. Right. I want, I want to feel more of that. And when you're like, okay, I was on yellow all day today. Like I am beyond frustrated. And 
I'm feeling angry. Like that doesn't feel good. Right. And then to take care of those feelings is like, whoa, like, whoa, I'm, I'm trying to teach my children this, but I also want to teach myself too, because it's so important. Like it's so important to feel it in your body and have it and accept it, be aware of it and, and allow it, you know, it's just, it really, it, it, it changes. It's a game changer. It is. It is. And it's so, like you said, it's so beautiful to be able to model it and show that to the children. Because like I said earlier, whatever I am modeling to them is what my mom modeled to me and and Mm -hmm. my dad. And, you know, I don't want them to live in fight or flight. I don't want them to put themselves last. And, Mm -hmm. you know, because it's just not a healthy way to live. It's not a happy way to live. So, you know, being able to recognize this is what a green moment feels like, and this is what it feels like to be regulated. Um, you know, you, you start to seek that out more and you begin to realize that you deserve that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the fact that it feels so good, you're like, I deserve it. I know it's out there. I know I can feel it. I now recognize what that feeling's like because I've slowed down enough to become aware of it. And like, I'm so worthy. I want more. I want to request more. And like you're saying, like it's our children need to be able to see that we know how to take care of ourselves because I very much got the patterning of like my mom could do it all. So I should be able to do it all. And that's not, and you said that too, like, that's not us bashing our moms. That's saying way to go, mom. Like you're baller, like right. you're badass, but like, hold on, like I can be badass and still take care of myself. And that's what we, and I would love for you to speak to this too. Like, I think ultimately you and I very much want that for our boys and want that for our children. And, you know, you see Lorenzo constantly working so hard to support your family. I saw that with Jonathan and we want our children to be able to find that balance. And whether you're a mom or a dad, the primary caregiver or the primary financial provider, that balance is so important. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And I think through this, um, through this discovery and through this sort of journey of giving myself more of what I need, I've encouraged Lorenzo to take some of this time for himself. I can see when he's burnt out and, and burnt at both ends and not taking care of himself and not filling his cup. Um, you know, he, he himself has also started to take a couple mornings to himself, which is just awesome because it's such a good example and it only leads to more happiness, feeling more fulfilled. Yeah. It's, it's kind of modeling for our children. Like I love you. I I love you so much. And I also love myself and I matter like you matter just as much as I do. And we are a team and we're going to do this together. And you and Lorenzo have absolutely done that at finding time for yourselves and giving back to yourselves and allowing him to fill his own cup. You know, we, no matter what your role is within your family, you need that. Like your body must have that. It's so hard to, like you said, burn the candle at both ends. Like we have to learn how to say no, right. We have to. And 
if you could explain or even give like one or two specifics of being the reformed yes mom and finally saying no thank you or thanks but maybe another time um what has that done for you as to support yourself as a mom like how do you see that your life has changed through being able to give that to yourself well i think for starters it's really uncomfortable to begin <laughs> with <laughs> it's really uncomfortable because what will they think of me? What will they say? Will they ever ask again? You know, am I, you know, am I burning a bridge or whatever it may be? So I think when it first starts off, it's, it's kind of this, it's a little scary and it's a little bit uncomfortable to say no. Um, I remember a particular moment last year and I, mm -hmm. um, you know, I'm, I know this is fine to uh, bring up, but my mom had asked me to help her with her Christmas shopping. And I worked really hard to get my Christmas shopping done ahead of time because I wanted to just enjoy the holidays. And I told her, no, I was not going to do it. And she was like, what? what, what, like, what do you mean? And it was very, it was it was a very weird dynamic between us because she's a yes mom. And because she raised a yes mom, you know, to have me say no was something that she wasn't used to. And she's very supportive and she's so involved with the kids. And so there was almost a part of her that was like, well, what do you mean? Like, you know, why? And you know, and so we were talking about it this morning, talking about this podcast. And, and I said, you know, the podcast, we're going to be talking about, you know, being able to say no. And, and she's like, oh, you mean like you said no to the Christmas gifts and you said no again this year. And I said, yep, just like I said, because I already told her this year too, you know, I'm not doing your Christmas shopping. <laughs> and that was so, what different from the past? Like you used to do it or when she would ask, you would just pick up the slack or do whatever mom needed. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's mm -hmm. not a selfish thing at all. No. It is mm -hmm. the ability to take care of yourself. And mm -hmm. so, you know, and, and fortunately she understands she just was caught off guard last year. This year she already knows. And I've already set those boundaries for myself and I think that's really important. So it's while it's uncomfortable when it starts off, at least it was for me, it's so empowering and it's so it's, it's almost like you're, you're on a high when you say mm -hmm. no, just as it's, it's a high to like, say yes. It's like, when you say no, you're like, yeah, like I said, no, I did that. No, I I'm not right. going to do that. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. I'm not going to that party and I don't need to tell you why. Right. And that's mm -hmm. the other thing is that I can't just say no. Thank you for the invitation. We can't be there. Mm -hmm. And so there was always in my mind, like I had to have some excuse or I had to have a reason. If there was no reason, then I should go. I should fill up every waking hour of our days with something that we've been invited to. And, mm -hmm. you know, idle time is creative time. And being able to have just calm time at home for the kids to just play is it's beautiful. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I couldn't agree with that more. And I, I love how you said you don't really have to give a reason. Um, and others will be like, what, huh? Like what, wait, what? Like you just said no. And 
probably one of the hardest parts for me. And just like you said in the beginning is it's like, I mean, I am talking gripping the phone, like uncomfortable. Like it's, it's almost like a high because you're increasing your hormones to be able to like, just say the word. Like it's like, oh, because, and it's like, what, like you said, what will they think? It's like, who's they, right? Like the ones who love you most, they'll be like, sure, no problem. Yeah. Like, got it. Like I'm tired too. You know, I, I also think we have a hard time asking others like, Hey, could you help me out? Or like, if someone's like, Hey, I know you're really down for the count. I'm going to bring you food. You're like, no, 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 no. But you would do it in a second. It's like, we also know how much is placed on someone else when they're picking up the slack for us. But if you start saying no, thank you. And let's think of it this way of like, it starts like a domino effect. We all start saying no to the things deep down. We truly can't or don't want to do. And then we finally start saying yes to the things that fill us up and make us truly alive inside. It's like, then you deep down know when someone's offering something to you, they truly, truly mean it. Right. And it's up to you to decide whether you want to accept that support or not. But if we have a society of all of us being like, oh, sure. Yes. Oh, sure. Oh, sure. Oh, yes. Sure. No problem. Sure. No problem. Like we don't really know if it's if we're doing it or if they're doing it because they should be, or if they, they think they should be, or if they really want to, or like, did they offer? Cause they really wanted to take my kid for the afternoon. And like, they just kind of, cause they think they should, you know, it, it just, it's more freedom to be who you are. And like, you're saying the empowerment to show up for yourself. And it is a high it's like, I'm worthy enough of saying no. And I'm worthy enough of pushing through that fear, right? Within your brain, we talk a lot about that of like, it's just discomfort because it's new. It's just discomfort because it's something different from your norm. And the first few times it is so uncomfortable and there is so much fear of like, will they invite me again? Or, or, you know, like, are are they going to think less of me? Are they going to think I'm weak? Or I, or I, you know, I'm not going to make those friends or I'm going to miss out on the conversations and I'm not going to be in the community anymore, whatever it is. Right. But like you said, the empowerment and idle time is creative time. Like what you get back, what you don't realize is so, so important. I would say that one of the biggest things that I've seen in you, and I, I bring this up a lot as like an example to other moms is, you know, not running to do all the extracurriculars after school, not doing all the different things. And I have to say, I've been reading tons of books lately. I'm always reading books, but one in particular, it discusses how somehow we think we need to kind of like you're saying, fill the time. We need to fill the resume. Our children need to do all these different sports and like something after school every single day. So we become the bus drivers and you know, our children at the end of the day, they need a connection with you first and foremost. They need to learn it's okay to slow down and just simply have family time and come together and make sure that we are solid as a team and a family unit. And a lot of what we're doing now in society within our parenthood and our, our with our children is we are creating these companionships and connections where our children are growing up with one another and that's their main connection rather than it being with us as parents and our, our, our fundamental, you know, like the hub of the home, it's your nuclear family, you know? So I would love for you to talk a little bit about 
how that's been between usually are used to doing all the different things and now kind of maybe picking and choosing. Yeah. And as you were talking, I, I something came up <clears throat> for me that I just recently happened to, uh, between last night and this morning. But yeah, before that, I think the, you know, with three children, and let's just say they choose one sport each or one activity each, that's at least one practice and one game every week mm -hmm. for each child. And maybe some of the children have more interests. And then there's pressure from the outside of, you know, they should really be doing this or, you know, this, you know, they should have exposure to this. And, you know, I, I used to take all that on and say, well, yeah, of course, like they should also do this and they should also sign up for this activity. And is there an extra practice? Yeah, of course, let's do it. And I found myself in the car, probably more than I was at home. And I found myself just depleted. And so what I started to do is narrow down what I could actually take on and what Lorenzo could be in charge of and what my mom could be in charge of. And so what that did was it gave the kids the opportunity to do one or maybe two activities, but the onus wasn't on me to be at everything. And so, you know, if there is something that the kids want to do and it doesn't fall on or it falls on a day that I, um, you know, they're going to be spending with my mom, I'm like, great. Like if, if we're going to sign them up, then you're going to take them to this or you're going to pick them up from this or, um, you know, including Lorenzo in the activities. And so that's been a really nice buffer for me to still allow a little bit of flexibility in, in what they want to choose to do. Um, but then it doesn't require me to be the sole, um, the sole driver, the sole, you know, pick up drop off or whatever. The other thing is, is that recently we were presented with another activity. The kids were really excited about it. And tonight is supposed to be the second meeting. And we asked the children, do you want to do this or not? And all three of them said no. And the ability to honor that, wow. number one, for them to be able to say no. And number two, for us to listen and honor that. And my middle child said to me, that means we get more time to play. And so I was like, yes, like that's exactly what it's all about. They say no to, they learn to say no. And we listen. And, yeah. you know, the reason behind it is they just want to be home playing. You know, they don't need to fill their afternoons after school running around to this activity or that activity. So it's okay to just hang out at home. How cool is that, that you gave them the residency over their own voice to be able to say like, hey, is this something you want to do? And they said no. And you listened. I think a lot of times you know, we put our kiddo in a sport and they're like, Hey, they're doing really well. Like we want to bump them up to pro level or I don't know, travel team or whatever the heck it is. It's like, sure, sure, sure. Yeah. 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 Okay. Let's do it. And we don't stop to think, is this fulfilling their cup? Is this something they want? We just think, of course, they're going to want to do it. You know, Dan, that's pretty awesome that you sat them down and had a family discussion about it. And it sounds like you guys had a beautiful moment out of that, of like, we're deciding as a family, if this is right for all of us. And that's what we want. And I know it feels so uncomfortable, but if you could look at my life 
compared to now versus what it used to be was, you know, my self and my boys, the three of us come first. Like if we're tired, we, we don't go, or if we're this or that, like we, we make sure that we are solid as a team first. And then if we have extra, extra, right. Extra is play dates, extra is birthday parties, extra is the sports and the this and the that, like it should be extra, not requirements of how to raise our children and being able to not just say no to the events or the birthday parties or the the sports or whatever the heck it is. But also I was thinking about this while you're talking, you know, the other night I was with the boys alone and our big thing right now is they love to dress up. It's like the cutest thing in the world. They get all fancy. They, one of them, like, you know, they'll wear their hats and they'll put their little glasses in their button down pockets. And one of them always loves to wear my mom's like gold chain. They think they're so cool. And they have these like watches, their gab watches that they go out and around the neighborhood. So I know where they are. Um, and you know, they'll put them on and the cool shoes and all the things. And I, they were like, well, I want to go here. I want And I was like, you know what guys, I just can't tonight. Like, this is what I have in me. And they were like, okay, like literally like that, like, okay, mommy. And they were totally, totally fine. And I think that we as moms, not just place the pressure on ourselves externally of like what people are, they, the they's are going to think, or like what we should do as a parent, but also how it's going to affect our children Mm -hmm. and how it's going to disappoint them per se, or mommy, I want this or mommy, can we go to here next? Or can we do this next? Can we do that? What are we going to do after this? What are we going to, it's like, you know what? There's nothing on it. Like, we're not, I don't have anything to tell you. Like, we're just going to sit and stare at the wall together and like talk about the birds and the bees. I I don't really know what, but the ability to teach our children that it's not a constant. Yes, 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 yes. And we can have highs and lows is creating that for their own brain to know that it's okay to find that balance within their own lives. Right. And to be able to sit still, to be able to just sit still and realize that it's okay not to have something planned. It's okay Mm -hmm. to just hang out together, play outside like we did growing up. You know, Mm -hmm. at some point there's this departure from you know, being idle, being creative, playing outside, playing with dirt, playing, you know, whatever we used to do to like scheduled events, scheduled activities, play dates, and, you know, all the stuff. And so, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think it's, it's so great that they realize that saying no means it's time to play. Saying no totally. means we can just hang out at home. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, you know, I had this one day where like, I remember it, it was, I don't know, a year or so ago. And I even wrote a post on it It was like, I finally waved the white flag. I was like, okay, come on, Brooke, like, let's go. Like, let's do something like, let's get up and let's do this with them. Or what are we going to do today? Or did it? And I finally was like, F it. We're laying on the couch and we're having a movie day, like all day. And the craziest thing is once I finally like waved the white flag and we just laid there all day, I literally was laying there thinking, I didn't just need this. They totally needed this. We were wiped out. And it was like the perfect day because we replenished all of our bodies and we spent time together. Sure. Maybe it was watching movies, but like we snuggled and then we would talk or we would this or that, you know, like it just felt like 
we're just being together. And that can be enough. You know, it really, really can be. I would love for you to kind of tell our listeners, like, what would you say to anyone who's listening and it's like, wow, this sounds great. Like, this sounds really great. But like, yeah, I don't know how, like, you're telling me it's okay to say no, but I have that fear. Like, I don't want to lose these connections with friends and family or community or all the different things. Or like, you just don't understand Brooke and Maria. Like, you just don't understand. Like, I have to do this. Like, my kid has to get in this place or my kid has to do the extra practices or like whatever it is. But like deep down, the ones who are hearing this, but also thinking like, almost like a pushback of like, I'm really drowning, but you don't understand. Like I have to do this. Right. What would you say the biggest piece of advice you could give to them in searching for the answers into trying to make all this work? Like, is there a takeaway you could give them to be like, either start here or, um, what is the biggest tip or piece of advice you could give them for the ones who haven't made the shift? I think, you know, you say this a lot in, in working together is when you show up and someone says, you know, how are you feeling or how are you doing? Great. I'm great. I'm great. Right. Mm -hmm. But like deep down, you're not great. And it doesn't feel good to not feel great. And I think understanding that number one, you can feel great. And number two, you can be authentic to who, to who you are. And like you said before, the people that want to be around you are going to hang around because mm-hmm. you are authentic to yourself. Um, the biggest piece of advice I would say is maybe kind of in, in a way triage and just kind mm-hmm. of make a list of like, what's like crucial. You know, like I'm pretty certain my kids are not going on to the NBA, the NFL, the, you know, major league soccer, like we're going to be, you know, athletes in school. And that's great. You know, I I don't know if that is in our path. And so, you know, let's have fun doing the sports. Do we need an extra day of skills training? No. You know, do we need to you know, join this club and that one. No. And so like, what is there a minimum that you can do to still give your kids the exposure to being around their friends, being feeling like a part of it, but also not taking away from your authentic self and what you are able to, you know, maintain for yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that's crucial. And what I would add to that, as I was thinking while you were talking is, um, start by just telling the truth. Like if you could even find a new year's resolution and gosh, like I know we're in October, but it'll get there soon. Like this year, I'm going to tell the truth. You would be blown away at what came out of your mouth and what your actual life looked like, you know? And I think Maria, you will very, very, very much agree with me on this, but despite the fear of saying no, and despite the fear and gripping the phone and all the different things of like, oh no, you know, I gotta be honest. I don't get invited to as much. I don't, uh, yeah, like I just don't, like I don't get, you know, included in all the different sports things. Like I just don't because I've, I've really started to lean into how I feel and what I need. But the craziest part about that is I'm happier than I've ever been in my life because I feel more grounded in my life and I feel more present and I am growing up with my children. Like 
I am watching them grow up. I am actively being a part of their life. We are thick as thieves and everything else is, like I said, extra. And so if you can be truly, truly honest with yourself and say, I'm going to tell the truth. Do I feel like going to the play date? I don't. So, hey, Sally, thank you so much for the invite. I can't thank you enough. It means the world to me. Please, please, please ask again. I promise we will do it at some point. It just can't happen tonight. Like, I just don't think I can make it work. Period. The end. Like, that's enough, you know? And starting to see where the chips fall and trusting, like, not only telling the truth, but then trusting in that truth of like, this will bring me joy, peace, and happiness. This will bring me the calm life that I'm trying to, I don't even recognize, right? Like I'm in a sea, like treading water, reaching for a life raft, not even knowing I need that damn life raft and telling the truth and owning that truth. Like you said, owning your voice will give you more than a damn life raft, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I, I know you know this, but like over the summer, we overscheduled. We overscheduled and the kids were miserable, miserable. And they were all things that they wanted to do. They were all things. Yeah, mommy, I want to do that. But, you know, I think we all kind of succumb to that. Oh, yeah, this looks good. Oh, yeah. Well, this person's doing this. Let's sign up for this. And, you know, they were telling me I was telling myself we will never do that again. We will mm-hmm. never, we have to preserve that space for us. And I think it was amazing for them to be able to even say, we don't want to be this busy next summer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also, I think we overfunction or we show up and do all the things because sometimes we are so exhausted that it's easier to put our children in something or doing an activity rather than possibly us being the activity, right? Like being with us, you know, because we're so checked out or we're so exhausted. But the the more you say, thank you so much, but I just can't, the more you gain back capacity to have that connected relationship with your children and even get on the floor and, and play some games that you're like, I don't like game. I'm not doing that. Like what comes out of it is just so incredible. And you knew going in, you're like, I don't know, we'll see how this is going to go because you usually don't schedule a lot in the summer. And, you know, we never shame, especially when working with any of our clients, like we don't ever shame our experiences of like, I should have known better or this or that, like that's going to do no good. It's just not. So you took it as an experience and you're like, okay, yep. Like experiment, got it. Like <laughs> we hypothesized and we were correct. It was too much. And now we know for the future, right? Like, exactly. I mean, I, I boxered Maria crying this summer. I was like, oh my God. Cause I was on vacation and I decided to do like a nine day vacation. And I was even going to do some vlogs through it to be like, this is how I'm regulating with my kids. And it was like a shit show. It just was. And I was like, well, that was an experience and I will know for next time. Right. So if you're listening, don't be hard on yourself. If you're like, Oh God, now I got to change my whole life. I've done this all wrong. Like I'm a terrible parent. I'm over-functioning. I'm burnt out. I'm on fight or flight. I'm have so much fear and saying that like, don't go shaming yourself. If you're listening to this, like, that's not the point of this. The point is that we want you to know you're not alone. It is okay to say no. It is okay to start taking ownership back of the things that you do want 
in and out of your life, right? Like for sure saying no to Maria's mom and me saying no to my mom is not easy to the point where Maria's mom's like, oh yeah, like you're not going to do that this year, right? Like she remembers, like it's not easy, it's not. But in order for you to say it, own it and to then see the the fallout, let's call it of that, of your mom being like, okay, I know, like it's fine. Like they will get over it and they still love you. Like she loves you to pieces, right? And she's accepting of it and she completely understands why. It's just new and different. And if you want to become a reformed yes mom and start saying no, we are happy to guide that parade for you and just say, we're on the ship too. Like we're on that float too. We gotcha. And it is more than okay. And we've got your back and it's, it's okay to not be the room mom. It's okay to not, I don't know, make the gluten-free, make sure they're, you know, non-GMO, I don't, whatever the heck it is, muffins for bake sale. Like you guys, I, I don't know when the bake sales are. Like my children still love me. Like they still love me and they were so happy. It is okay. So I think the biggest piece of advice, maybe we should do this, Maria, maybe for this podcast, we should challenge all of them to say no to one thing in the coming week. Maria is nodding her head with approval and smiles. Like if you can just say no to one thing and not only say no, check in with yourself to see how it felt when you said it or what it took for you to say the no, like, oh, God, I'm going to say it. And then see how it felt after. If you feel like the badass or if you're like, oh, shit, that felt really uncomfortable. If you're like, oh, wow, look at this time. Like, I'm really glad we did that. Like, take an experiment and just try it on for size and see if it feels right to you and see what you get back. And that would be a win, right? I mean, that would be a win. What do you think, Maria? I think that's an awesome challenge. I think the, you know, the excitement of it to me, like now it's exciting to say no to things. It's exciting to hold that space and hold that, you know, um, preserve that, that time. So yeah, I think, Mm -hmm. uh, being able to challenge the listeners to say no would be awesome. Yeah. And let us know, like, I don't care if you write it in the reviews on Spotify or iTunes or anything, or even reach out to us in DMs or anywhere you you find us. Um, Marie and I would love to know, like, what did you say no to this week? And how did it go? And how did it feel? And, you know, I've said this a lot in the podcast, like, you don't need to join Thrive or do any of the workshops or anything that I do in order to, fingers crossed, get something out of this work that we teach sensory, you know, parenting and how to emotionally and sensory regulate your body out of fight or flight and into rest and digest to enjoy your life. And saying no is one of the ways to do it. So I would say best of luck to you. And I hope some of you message us because I want to know, right? (laughs) I really do. Well, Maria, I want to thank you so much for coming and talking about this with me. And, you know, sometimes they can hear it from me, but in order to get a different lens of like someone else has done this too, and they know that's a struggle, it just helps other parents know that you're not alone. So thank you so, so, so much for coming. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. And until next time, XOXO, Dr. B.